The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Align and awaken with Mother Earth Rising podcast. Let's rise and heal together with me, Pippa, your Mother Earth healer. Hey guys. So today is a very informal podcast interview. One of my amazing friends, Ali, she is over in New Zealand and actually I need to announce her as Gwen, Gwyneth Leslie, which is just so weird saying that because she's like Ali to me as a friend. So this episode is dedicated to her because I've just finished her book. Just wow. I, I've just finished it two days ago in Spain when I went for a week and I was just stunned at how it made me feel. You know, anyone who's watched a movie and you get so engrossed in the movie and you can't wait for the book, you know, the movie two, movie three, that book had me on the edge of my pool seat. So thanks, Alice slash Gwyneth. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Yes. So Gwyneth Leslie is my pen name. So that's the name I write under. But Tippa does know me as Ali because she knows me in real life. Yes. So... I will big your book up till till I leave this earth because it's been one of the most profound books I've written, like fiction I've, I've well then it's fiction but it's myth and I think there is some truth to it I think some there's some truth to it in that book from somewhere there is always a grain of truth in every myth that's why they last I think so um that's why I focused on the myths with the retellings of them so you tell everybody what it's called and obviously I'm going to be putting the links up for everyone to buy it because you need to buy it. All the women listening, you are definitely, you love love. Every, every woman loves love and every woman is a romantic. If you're not, then um, just read the book anyway because it'll turn you into one. <laughs> but yeah, you can tell them about it because I just think you'll do it better justice than me. I'll just be, oh, I just, I'm obsessed with the story. Yeah. So it's called Prometheus's Priestess. And it's about a humanity is dying, right? There's there's this fear that's eating at humanity. And so the gods don't want the humans to die because they do quite like them. And so they send an immortal priestess to Earth. But to do that, they have to clothe her in human form. And when she gets there, she loses her memories of her past life as an immortal so she forgets what she's supposed to be doing there and um in in all true greek myth fashion the gods and the goddesses start to meddle to try and get the end result that they want um which comes at quite a cost to amara and i've been told to put trigger warnings in there because that there's quite um some quite brutal scenes that's Mm. all i'll say 
And anyway, Prometheus, who, as the myth goes, created the humans, doesn't like what he's seeing, doesn't like this meddling from the goddesses and the gods. So he goes to protect, goes to Earth to protect this priestess. And uh, along the way, they they fall in love. And there's there's some things that go down. And uh, you have to read the book to find out if they do save humanity and at what cost to those involved. Yeah, the trigger warnings. I was like, holy moly. I, it's one of those books that you have, you don't have any expectation. You just kind of go into it. And because I'm, I'm such a romantic, my ruling planet is Venus. So I'm just like all about love. I'm such a romantic. And I think we mentioned before we started chatting on the interview that I have been separated from my partner for like 15 months now. So I've not seen him since 2020. A lot of my listeners know that. And like parts of the book just brought that up for me. Cause I just think, you mm. know, when, when it comes to love, like I can sit and watch a romantic movie on Netflix and I'll sob and sob. Cause I just, I'm such a soppy empath, but at the same time, any of you listening that are book lovers, I only started really getting into books around two, three years ago. And I was always about self-help motivation. I wanted to read all those kind of, you know, really in depth, especially like the Tao and things like that. Like I really got into all those, but fiction, I was like, Oh, I forgot the time for fiction. You know, I started discovery of witches and it's like that thick. And I'm like, Oh, I just need to cut out time for it. But then when Ali brought her book out, it was like, yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Need to need to read this. It's a romantic. And I love, I love history. I love Greek mythology. I mean, I love anything to do with history. So I've never had a fictional story grab me like that before. And it was like, you'll understand when you, when you watch a movie and you're so engrossed in the movie, you know, someone could walk past you when you watch the movie and you wouldn't even know. I was so engrossed mm-hmm. in that book. My mum and dad must've gone to the toilet or gone for drinks. And I was like, Oh, you know, I just didn't even know what they were doing. Cause mm-hmm. I was so bogged in the words and good. Yeah. I just, I just, I loved it. And I think even though, this podcast is all about like self-help, motivation, inspiration, spirituality. And I'm always kind of, you know, recommending books and recommending things. It's like, this is different. And I like this because as much as we can get lost in self-help books, because we want to change, we want to heal, we want to be better. We want to be, you know, this shine our lights. Fiction helps with that too, because it sparks things in you that, mm-hmm. like you said, love, curiosity, you know, it, that's why I think reading fictional stories is important too, because it brings that magic and that visualization yeah. to us. Absolutely. Um, so the way I like to describe it to people is nonfiction books like the self-help books are great, but they speak to your conscious mind. You're very aware of what it's teaching you and what it's telling you and what to implement. Fictional books speak to your unconscious mind. So you really sit in this character's experience and you go along for the ride and you get to feel all the feelings and you get to learn how they process and learn how they heal through some really triggering traumatic experiences without actually having to suffer them yourself. Mm. So it's great that you were like, I I felt it. I was in it because that, that says I did my job right as a writer. Mm. Um, And this book, I was very well aware while I was writing it that, yes, it was a romance, but it was also about humanity. It was about how we handle trauma. Because obviously I trained beforehand as a trauma support specialist. It was about how we handle fear as humans, how we handle love, how we handle hope. 
and what to do when things come up that challenge our beliefs against those things. So, yeah, as much as it's a fiction and a love story and it's a great, it can be used as escapism, it also challenges you. And I think this was one of my favourite reviews was it challenges you to think about your purpose here on earth and how you handle things as a human. Yeah, it does. And it, first off, the first few chapters, I was like, God, the relevance it has to now. You know, the fear in the mm. world right now, especially through COVID, it's been like heightened. So I think it does make you sit and wonder and that curiosity of who am I? What's my purpose? What mm. am I here to do? Because again, we have past lives. We signed contracts. Mm. We've come back to have, you know, to, to do things that we didn't didn't complete in a life before. You know, I've just qualified as a hypnotherapist and I'm going to do my practice sessions. And I'm like so excited to see what people's past lives are about and to see what they learned in the past life, to see what they brought over onto this life. So I think when you when you're like walking the steps of Mara walks in the book, you feel like mm. you just feel like you want to help her find a purpose. You know, you want to help, but then you, that's that's again as coaches, like you'll understand this, Ali, like it's the same as coaches. We want to help people understand why they came here, remember who they are, but they have to do it themselves. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. the empath in you wanted to help her and just jump in the book and be like, go this way, go that way, do this. <laughs> but I think it does, it really sits with you because you feel into her, don't you? And obviously the romantic side is, you know, all women want to be treated like that. And, you know, it, in, in obviously the ways of the human world, but obviously, you know, it's just... God, it just, uh, if I could really sit with it, I could probably write you a full page review. Like I want to just get it out there. Like I obviously people know I went onto Amazon and bought 10 copies of this book and sent it out to all my friends because I just knew. And that was before I even read it because I knew because mm. the good thing with Ali is, you know, she helps people write books. So if you're out there and you're like, hmm, I've got a, a romance that I want to tell, or if you've got a story you want to write or even a you know, a self-help book, whatever book you, you've got in you. We've all got a book within us. I think it's having the courage yeah. to just write it. And I'm one to talk because I've not finished my book yet. I think it's right. I still think it's right itself. But I think, oh, this is coming up for a reason now. I, I think I've put so much pressure on myself to write a self-help book. I don't really want to write a self-help book. Maybe I want to write a fictional book because I've always been about the Disney and I've always loved all the Disney movies and Maybe there's something about mm-hmm. that. I need to do more fiction. You sparked and something in me, Wasn't I just saying to you, this to you before we did this interview? Like, um, you will draw, naturally, you will draw on your own life experience. There's no author who doesn't draw on their own life experience. Whether you want to write a fiction or a self-help, it does happen in its own time. Like, I started Prometheus's Priestess August 2020, and it wasn't published until December 2021. Yeah. Things happened in that time. Relationships happened, events happened that made me pick up the book again and go, oh, I need to add this in, I need to add this in, this is part of the story. It's a skill set to learn that as a human and as an author, which parts to take. But um, you can generally tell because you go, oh, no, this is this is far too vulnerable to share. This is like my heart on a platter for people to read. But that's what makes humans connect with it. You know, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone has a book in them. Yeah. And you like you said, when you when you when you read in fiction, there is truths in it hidden. You know, like you said, someone's experience has been in there. 
I mean, I've not read enough fictional books to kind of really see the depth and the, you know, of all of them, but I can imagine all the Harry Potter books. I mean, I've not read the Harry Potter books. I know you have, but you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, she would have brought, cause she, obviously, you know, she was an Edinburgh girl. So, you know, going into the, the graveyard of all of the names, she kind of got the inspiration from that's pretty cool. But I think, I mean, that even that, you know, bringing in different cities in, the, mm-hmm. in books that you have been to, you've walked those steps. And especially, you know, if you haven't been to certain cities and you read in different cities in a book, you go, oh, I really want to go there. So I think yeah, it really, especially when you're using real life places, that's kind of like what, you know, what really makes it more real life. And you think, God, I've been there. And, you know, I was there with Chris and things like that. So I think something, something, shifted in me while I was in Spain last week reading your book I think I was going down this I should write a self-help book because this is what I should think I should be doing but really I'm like I'm such a romantic soppy Disney princess so I could probably just write my own love story yeah right like look at all the Disney films coming out now Mm. you know and how much we we love those stories so much more because it's not about the woman waiting for a prince necessarily. Like you've got the Moanas and the Braves and the Frozens and all of that stuff. And like, what's that new one that just came out? Encanto, uh, it's brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. everyone's like in love with the magic of it and how it talks about like family trauma and generational trauma and how it's all hidden. And yeah, it's just like you can do that with any fictional work not just non-fiction you know yeah and it's you that's the thing it's it's thinking on your own and it's you can I mean obviously like the endings of books is up to you you know it's you can do whatever you want with a book it's your book it's your story mm-hmm. it's and I think that's why I've kind of probably just been following what everyone else is doing but really mm-hmm. when I kind of sat with it I thought god fiction because for years I thought I can't write fiction I'm not an author but again, mm. that that dated back to teachers telling me that I would never be a writer. You know, like, you know how that trauma works. You you believe mm. your peers. You think, oh, well, they're a teacher. They must know better than me. And mm. I remember that memory, you know. I don't know if you had this in school, Ali, but where you went from pencil to pen. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember being in, like, primary school. I must have been around seven or eight. And we were probably doing loads of, like, you know, curly curves and we're doing all the writing. We kept doing it over and over and over again. And you saw your classmates going from pen to, uh, pencil to pen and you're there still doing pencil. And you think, look at the di- like divide there already, what they've kind of mm. caused. And I remember being, I couldn't spell disease. I don't know why. I just, I just I can remember it clear as day. I couldn't spell disease. I think I put a C instead of an S. Mm-hmm. I remember the teacher and she was, she was awful. This teacher, my, even my parents to this day said she wasn't nice at all. Mm. Uh, another story I'll tell you in a second about her, this about the trauma that we, we go through. I remember she came up to me and she says, you're an awful speller. You'll never be, you'll never be a writer when you're older. And I thought, and you just take it and you think, okay, you know, whatever you say goes. But now I think, no, F you, you know, mm. I, I can be a writer. And the other thing was my mum my said when I was about five or six, she taught in those classes and she said, I, mu- I must've come uh, into school and was telling my friends in the class that um, a puma lived in our understairs. <laughs> and I used to stroke it and I'm like how cool is that and I remember I used to go in and tell my school friends and they're like oh my god is it like off off like Jungle Book you know with Bagheera and all this mm-hmm, and I'm like mm-hmm. yeah 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 because I used to love Jungle Book as a kid and mm-hmm. uh, the teacher like called my parents in and said 
she shouldn't be thinking things like that. It, it, it's it's strange and it's this. And again, trying to like, you know, shrink my imaginative mind. And that's what mm-hmm. I say to parents is like, if, if your kids have got an imaginary friend, good, set the table, get a spare mm-hmm. bed for this imaginary mm-hmm. friend because having that imagination is what creates these types of things. Books, yeah. uh, you know, movies, all these things that make us feel good. You know, mm. everyone loves a movie. Everyone loves a Netflix series. Everyone loves something that pulls the heartstrings. So, mm. if if you've had that suppressed, bring it to life again. You know, cre- yeah. you know, connect that creativity. What's that um, dead poet society quote? He's like, look, law and medicine and all of that. These are really noble pursuits, and they're necessary for life as careers. But romance and love and poetry and fiction is what we stay alive for. So, like, I'm very clear on my mission. My mission is to remind humanity of the magic of their lives through art. And you only get that through art. So, so there's I, never you enough know, I, art. You've definitely been a catalyst for me because I remember I've never connected to my creativity hmm. till the last few few months. I think I think it was, you know, watching you as well grow, especially when you went back to New Zealand. You know, I I started art. And I'm like, I've never mm. painted since I was in school. And I was quite proud of the two little things I designed, but I'm still going to do some more. But yeah. at the same time, like you said, it's we've got this very imaginative. I've always been a very imaginative. People used to say, God, you, your head's always in the clouds. I'm on furry. I, I always said that it was like, I'm, on, I'm like a furry tale and I'm on furry land. And I was like, yeah, it's great. I love being in furry land. And mm. I remember like my friends would say, you need to get down to the real earth. You're always in the no, clouds. Like, look. Keep yeah. your head in the clouds, but keep your feet on the ground. So, like, absolutely use your mind and your imagination as a mm-hmm. channel, but do something with what's coming through. Whether you create art, whether you create a course, whether you create a book, whether you like, it's needed on earth. That's why you're here. That's why we have creativity. Like, it's in the book, right? It's in Prometheus's Priestess. Humans are the greatest creators of all time. Mm-hmm. Because and they we're forget, always they trying to that. yeah they forget yeah. it that's when when the bible says you're made in god's image it's not that you're made like to look like a white guy in the sky it's god can create anything so cool. so that's yeah you, that's you you can create anything with whatever you whatever's coming through it's a powerful thought it's one thing i've been talking about with my clients and friends is that you co-create because you are a little piece of God. And Mm -hmm. that's what this whole COVID pandemic has been around. You know, we created this. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like we have to go through the motions of it because of our whole planet created it. Pre-COVID, everyone wanted a break. They were tired, burned out, Mm -hmm. couldn't be asked. They wanted a break. So we create something to to have that happen collectively. Mm -hmm. So then now we're all done with it. We're all pissed off. We want it over and done with. And that's why these new less thingy variants are coming out. That's mm-hmm. a powerful thought. And that is what's happening. You know, we are co-creating collectively, but you individually are co-creating too. So mm-hmm. for me as well, being separated from Chris, you know, I went through the motions of, well, I didn't create this. This isn't what I choose. You know, and I was in victim mode, but then when I really mm. do connect to high self, you know, I do go through the, the 3D victim mode as we all do. I go for them little mm. down days, but when I stick to that higher self, I remember that this is happening for me. This is happening for Chris. We we chose this and we actually had a really 
powerful visualization a few months ago one of our past lives I think it was a Mongol life and I think Chris was like a general and I was his woman and we had Mm -hmm. we spent every waking moment together and we just took each other for granted so there's that Mm -hmm. element of now the lesson here is to live live without each other for a little bit of time you know a year 18 months to then actually really do appreciate and we obviously we appreciate each other so much and Mm -hmm. I think when you start to have that awareness with life, it makes life easier. You start to let go of all this control and you start to let you start to flow because you know life's happening for you because you've designed it this way. Yeah, exactly. And you have to kind of just trust in it. That's and that's exactly bit. the mm-hmm. same with the creative process. You just have to trust in it. You can set word counts, you can set goals, you can set everything you like life has a funny way of imitating art and vice versa. So when I do the commit to paper course and I take new authors through the process, like I took you when you started your first draft and we got you to 10,000 words, um, this is what I tell them. I'm like, be prepared because your life is about to imitate your art and vice versa. And it's a whole journey and you can't control it. You're in a canoe, but you can't control the river. Mm you got to flow with it. And that's what I said about like nature has answers, doesn't it? Like when I was sat on the beach, cause I was kind of like at the pool reading your book and I had like the ocean right there. So it was just so just perfect combination. And the ocean's my favorite place to go. It's my happy place. And I remember like just every, yeah, every day the ocean would change, you know, it was still, but the, the element of it is water. So mm. that's never going to change. You know, it's still mm. the same and that's you. It's the same, you know, it still goes for its motions. Some days it's rough, some days it's calm. And when you start to kind of relate your life to elements, you know, it's just seeing things differently, having different perspectives. And I've, I'm actually starting to appreciate art more. I remember mm. if it was, if 10 years ago, I walked into an art gallery and I looked at all these paintings and they just look like scribble. I'd be like, what the hell? But now I'd look yeah. at it and think, wow, look at the colour, it blends into that colour and look, you can see an ocean there. Oh, you can see, you could just see things in it because you, it actually literally is like you've took layers off your eyes. Yeah. Like I said, you know, this this new membership that I've just created called Conscious Combo, one of the lines in it is that, you know, people think black and white thinking is limited thinking. It's actually not. Black and white is still a colour. You know, we mm. forget black and white are still colours. Mm. What I want to create is bringing colour into your life. So like, mm. since that that have that, that tunnel vision that to me tunnel vision is black and white because only two colors you can focus on but when you mm. see a rainbow you have to like go whoa and look around and that's kind of like what that's what consciousness is when you start to create and raise your consciousness colors start to become more vibrant you start to see things differently it's like you get this like cat eye vision so you can see things more like you see like ants on the floor and butterflies and just again that childlike wonder so imagine mm. as a child how many books you read I remember reading all those Chip, Biff and Kip books as in primary school. Yeah. I used to love them. My homework yeah. was to read a book. And I think as we get older, we just think, oh, it's not cool. No, I was going to go out drinking with my friends. And that's part of your journey. So don't ever regret that. But I think mm. as you start to get older and like, you know, obviously I'm in my 30s now. And I think that's when the motions start to really kick in. You think, right, okay, life's got more meaning. What's that meaning? Why am I here? And you really mm. start to ask more deeper questions. But that's I think I think now I'm definitely going to have a self-help and a fictional book to go side by side because as much like you said as much as you I think the the self-help keep you grounded because again they're helping you keep grounded and keep it teaching you a lot of things they're actually teaching you things you already know 
you're mm. just remembering them through the book the fictional mm-hmm. is making you actually go oh this could have actually happened and this could have been like like think of Lemuria and Atlantis they, they were yeah stories but you know there are islands that 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 probably did sink and probably did evaporate into a different realm so grain of truth in every myth yeah definitely and i think but i said them i was thinking like myths all myths have truth to them definitely they they absolutely do which is why like i'm so excited about this series so each each book will retell a different myth Mm -hmm. which i know you're gutted about because you want the answers to the first myth <laughs> after how the first book ends. You do get them towards the end, but each book focuses on a different myth in Greek mythology. So first one was Prometheus's myth. Second one is Hades and Persephone. Third one is Medusa. Can't tell you about the other four yet. And then they focus on different archetypes of women and that will all come together to reveal but a that woman really experienced about, a without, journey. Without, without giving any like hints away like when I connect to it straight away I always think like but we go through that too mm-hmm. as women we go through just so different so many different archetypes as we grow mm-hmm. you know and especially like what's been coming up for me this week and I don't know if I mentioned it to you was I had this vision when I was at the beach last week and it was about from leaving high school till around 25 my memories are so hazy I just mm. I don't really remember relationships you know like I just don't remember like who were hooked up with. I don't remember like many, I had bits of friends here and there. I remember my best friends, obviously, but memories of like going to different holidays and I just, it's just really hazy. And mm. I, I was, I just thought, I thought, wow. And then when I was doing my trauma work last year, like really deep trauma work, like random memories would come up and I'd go, God, I've never thought about that memory since it happened. So as I sat with it, I thought to myself, God, all these memories that are like, I've forgotten about, they clearly weren't serving a purpose for me right now you know these memories Mm -hmm. that do come up when I'm doing trauma work link back you know for different reasons and I thought to myself I wonder why that is so through my perspective I thought well before you have an awakening you really only truly know ego because you've not really connected to that higher self you've never felt that soul connect you know until you really you've had glimpses of it but you've not really understood until you've had an awakening so Mm -hmm. you know pre this awakening your ego is just ruling your life so I feel like that ego starts to get quieter and quieter and that's what starts to dim those memories because a lot of those memories were ego driven weren't they really so Mm. I thought that with archetypes is like ego is an archetype you know Mm. it really is because it's just a false a false self so Mm. it's something we have to have there with us Mm. to, to you know I always think the book I'm reading is Conversation with God, book two. And in book one, he talks about fear and love. And what people don't understand is people are like, oh, I just don't want to feel fear anymore. And I'm playing, but you do want to feel fear because fear separates from love. So you wouldn't know love without fear and you wouldn't know fear without love. You need to have the yeah. two spectrums. It's like black yeah. and white, isn't it? You need black to- and white, yeah. yeah. So it's that duality and we've had to create duality because we forgot the oneness. And that's mm. what Ali mentioned before about God being within us, a speck of us. Each each of us have got a speck of God within us and we forget that. We forget our divinity and that's what brings the colour back into us and the tapestry. You know, it's mm. it's profound. It's, it's totally profound. But I think I didn't realise how much fictional stories that, again, like, you know, I can read Disney books till I'm, you know, I can get and I'll never get bored of Disney books, but I can always read those Disney books and think, oh, yeah, I just love how it ends. The prince always finds the princess. But when it's something that's that 
tests you to see things a bit differently and to feel things differently. Mm. I think that's when like it does it sparks so much in me. I'm so yeah. inspired since I got home. And that's within Good. 24 hours. Good. Like creativity is that rainbow you were talking about, right? Like the black, the black and white's good. I always say that the black is the borders. So if you think black is evil and hell, whatever, it's the borders, it's the structure, it's the rules, it's the safety for which you have this white space, this heaven to play in. Then you get to fill it with color. Color is creativity. Um, in saying all of that, you know, and this is why I don't put a trigger warning in the book is because life doesn't come with a trigger warning. Mm. You know, you don't like if life came with a trigger warning going, this is about to happen. You're about to hate it. Just put the book down and you don't have to read it. Like nobody would say, yeah, nobody would leave their house. Nobody would live. So it's, it's exactly why I don't put a trigger warning in the book. Cause I'm like, I have to experience this the way the character did it's so true and again that's again relevance to life you know how like you can just you know relate the two because I've been switching my language up since reading the conversation with God because it's just been really making me go deeper consciously and God says you never suffer suffering Mm -hmm. is just a a word we've created you know he always says the human like human language is has just created so much crap you know he said that's why like language is is just a word it's just a word so the word suffering if I said to you I suffer you'd think oh god you poor thing because it's that Mm. word creates so much in us but really Mm. if you look at it the word suffering is actually experiencing so I've been changing when I think like I've been suffering these 15 months I've not seen Chris no I've not I've been experiencing what it's like to be without a partner physically Mm. you know Mm. and there's other ways I can connect to Chris you know so when I keep like if a client says you know I feel like I when they talk about suffering you know I feel like I've had a really suffering year so we'll know really you've had an experiencing year because we don't really suffer we don't Mm -hmm. you know and I think I mean obviously the bible talks about like how this life can be like I mean there's there's some truths that again myths there's some truths to the bible that I really resonate with and then there's some Mm -hmm. there's some bits in the bible where I think no that's a story that's been twisted to make fear and da, da, da. Mm. and that's what conversation with god says you know the bible was none of those people who wrote the bible walked on earth with jesus they never did they just mm. they just created a, a myth like you know like they've done with with the bible but i just thought you take the truth from it you know mm. you and i could read the bible side by side day by day finish it exactly the same time and i'll say okay ali what did you take from it and you take completely different things and i would take this different things because you mm. lived a different life to me mm-hmm. and that's what it's about and i think to go full circle with that message is that as women, we try and like go, oh, well, she's doing this. So I'll kind of go that way a little bit. Like I did with the self-help book. Oh, everyone's writing mm-hmm. self-help books. So I think I need to write a self-help book because I got so much like joy out of wanting to help people. Mm-hmm. But really, if you stay in your lane and your path, it has so much magic to throw at you and experiences yeah. to throw at you. So when you start to really live your truth, that's when I think everything will just shift that's what's happening for me right now. I'm doing mm. what feels good for me. Like a few months ago, I wanted to, I wanted to make my own oracle set, but now I'm like, nah, nah. yeah, because it yeah. just doesn't. Look, and ideas come to me all the time, and I'm like, oh yeah, I could do this. Oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do this. And then it's a, uh, oh, I, 
I'm trying to find a way to explain to the listeners like the difference between how you know it's like whether it's ego driven or like somebody coming into your lane and trying to distract you versus like higher self. And the only way I can think to describe it is like Prometheus's priestess don't doesn't feel like it's mine. It never felt like it was mine. I didn't own it. I didn't. It was the muse's idea that came through me. And they said, we need you to color it in with your perspective. If, if I hadn't done it, somebody else would have. Like, that's the way creativity and muses work. And a lot of different authors will say that to you. But it never felt like mine. It just felt like I was channeling their message. Done. And then the minute I was done with that, something else happened in my life that triggered the second book. And they went, congratulations, here's the next message. And I was like, oh, it wasn't intentionally seeking it out. It just happened. And so this is this is now how I know when I think that I'm supposed to and produce Mm. is because I don't intentionally seek it out it finds me yeah mm. that's what's happening for me I think it's completely and it's that Wayne Dyer talks about that when he, he obviously he's, he's written like 40 books um and he, he said the one book that he reread it himself once it was published and was like what the hell like he just didn't remember writing all of it it was the power mm-hmm. of intention because that was truly just through him. Obviously, he, he says, you know, most of his books were automatic writing, but that was the one book that really just sat with him and was totally channeled. And I resonate with that, Ali, because when Chris and I were in the UK in 2020, we designed that online course, The Answer, which is incredible. Yeah. I need to keep pushing that out there. That was completely channeled. Mm. I, I rewatched it a few months ago and I was like, did I even say that? I don't even remember saying. I don't. I, <laughs> so channeled. Every every single module in that course was completely channeled, and it was so easy. It didn't mm. feel hard. The only harder bit was recording all the recording it all to get it on, you know, technology. Mm. But I can imagine with the book, it just feels effortless. That's why I think I felt so hard with the self help because I wrote ten thousand words and thought, mm, not it just, yeah. just it didn't flow with me. And I think that's what is trusting your own self to think because I think as well as, as humans we think oh I've got 10,000 words I don't want to waste it but actually that's just sat there nicely I might take snippets mm-hmm. out of it I might take little paragraphs out of it you doesn't mean you failed you no, know and like again these external things don't make us worthy you know just you living every day is 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 your worthiness is your worth yeah yeah that, exactly. that's a Disney movie soul that's just Oh, I love I that film. Cried my eyes out because the obviously the, I won't tell you what happens at the end for the listeners, but the ending, you'll know, Ali, where she goes to Earth. Mm-hmm. It just was Chris because I had he had to come to Earth before me because he's older than me. Mm-hmm. And I had a vision that I was watching over him until you know until I was born, and mm. when 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 she goes to Earth and leaves, I was like, oh, I just oh god, I sobbed. I absolutely sobbed that whole mm-hmm. time. So I think, you know, again, Disney brings the spiritual aspect into things now. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually really excited. I think, I think like fiction. I think I just need to write a fictional book. I've just said mm-hmm. it. There you go. You see, we said right before we did this interview, we were like, we're going to keep it really informal. We're just going to chat. Something's going to get channeled. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Now we know. That's the thing. I like. Look, I, I'm just such a love obsessed goddess honestly yeah nothing wrong with that 
even Chris said it, like I've, I've just told him like how amazing your book was. And, you know, I just couldn't put it down. He said, yeah, you, you love romance. You love love. I said, I know I actually do. I, I, I do. I, I love, I love love. I love everything about love. Mm. Who doesn't? I know. Who so doesn't? I think like even the heartbreakers, the heartbreak and the sobbing is, is just lets more love in, you know? So oh good. god, I'm giddy and excited now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna like, to... I'm gonna be like plotting my story now of like what, what I can write about. But again, like good. you said, you bring in your life experience into it because that's what pulls on heartstrings because you think, oh, I've been through that. You know, especially mm. in your book, it was like, oh god, I felt like that before. And the trigger points, I've felt like that before, you know. It, there's so much relate is it relatability in there? Is that the right word? Yeah. 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 I just think. Yeah, you need to read it. Yeah. It's it's designed to reconnect you with your humanity. As book two will be, as book three will be. Yeah, they they all will. I endeavor to keep love stories within them because, like you, I love love, and I actually think that that's the basis of what all humans, you know, we are. Well, we love, are love. We are love, exactly. and that's why I think that's why I love. I mean when you think about all these different like I mean you you'll know Rumi you know Rumi's poems mm. are just god they pull on your heartstrings and I never really appreciated poetry you know until I started writing poetry not long ago and I really find it so easy like you'll understand this I'll be walking I'll think oh I feel like a poem and I'll write a poem within five minutes yeah done yeah and my nan used to write poems so I think I feel like I feel like she's channeling through me as well but you know like actually Chris did say this he said keep those poems because they'll be handy for your book you know especially in like sections of your book maybe every chapter I don't know but I thought you can do what you want you can do what you want oh my god you can absolutely do what you want and we've we're in this time period where like it's not like you have to go and get a traditional publishing deal and they'll tell you it has to be xyz you can self-publish you can find a vanity you can find a hybrid like well, maybe There's so many. Let's options. put this out to the universe. Maybe by the time I'm ready with my fiction, I can publish with you. <gasps> when the publishing house is like fully up and running. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sign totally... me up, baby. <laughs> well, we're gonna be like best buds because you are like my friend in New Zealand, and obviously I'm going there. So we're just gonna be writers that hang out by the ocean. We are, we literally are. Sounds great. That right now. Honestly, like it's been so hot here and I've been going for ocean swims every day and because I'm just starting the first draft of book three. And so I go and I float in the ocean and I have a talk to God or the muses or whoever it is, insert preference here. And I'm like, so what happens next? Because <laughs> I need to know like how to write this story. And sometimes and then I'll just float there and something will come through and I'm like, oh, okay. And then something will happen in my life that reflects it. And I'm like, oh, that's how I know I'm on the right page. Good, mm. good, good, good. So, yeah. God, yeah. By the I, time I, you get here, I might have written that book. I know. And, like, <laughs> I could have written mine. Exactly. I always remember Wayne Dyer. He wrote a book in two weeks. It's doable. It's, if it's channeled, it, yeah, totally doable. But everyone has different styles. Like, I know I'm a two-week book is not capable yeah. for me. Mm. Um mine's like easily a five months experience probably mm-hmm. with all the drafts completed but it like that doesn't again you can do it any way you want my okay. readers know that they get a book a year now mm-hmm. for the next well I've actually planned beyond the seven book series mm-hmm. so they'll probably get a book a year for the next 20 years and then 
Job done. No, every, every book that comes out, you're, I'm going to be like a book behind you now. I'm going to be like, God, this book <laughs> made me want to write another one. This book, th- I'm just going to be like, you're, I th- I'm sure you're my catalyst in life. Good. For books. Happy to help. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> I love these chats. They're so good. Uh, mm. Well, is there anything else you want to say? Say to the um. Oh, so that's what I will say to the listeners. If they want to, because I know you're going to put links up, but what I will do is I will send you the link to the email list because then you get the prologue for free. So then you actually get to like read the whole first chapter or prologue, see if you like it, and then follow along for more. Yeah, you're going to be like, I will send you that link. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you want to order the book and just trust Pippa, absolutely. You should, mm. obviously, <laughs> but yeah, I will send it free. Like, I've, well, I think with like a prologue, if I read the prologue and I had to wait, that's why I didn't read it. You sent it and I thought, I can't. I'm one of those, I can't wait. Chris mm. Chris will laugh when he's listening to this because I'm one of those, I can't hold me on water. I can't, it's like <laughs> I have got a lot of patience, but when it comes to like, I don't know, sometimes I really want to see something. I'll like look at the highlights, especially with like romantic things like Witcher and you know, the romance in that. And then there's mm-hmm. like, when it's left me hanging, I'm like, no, I'm finding this out right now. <laughs> just just something I have to do. I always ruin it myself. But yeah, I'll put all the links to even for, you know, wanting to work with you with anyone's got a, a book they have within them. You know, you really yeah, have absolutely. each of you listening. Ha- you definitely have a book within you. We all do. We all have a story. Think about all the time you're talking that that could be channeled into a book. You know, the amount of mm. like inspirational speeches you're doing and things like that. Everyone Especially if you keep journals. Yeah. If you keep journals, that's like I had one writer who took her first 10 years of journals and made it like a self-help book. Yeah. And uh, well, it was like part biography, part self-help. Mm-hmm. And um the feedback that she got off that, like she obviously she broke into the top 100 and she um like there were mental health professionals that said this yeah. book would change lives. So, and that's just from someone's journals. So if she can do it, you can definitely do it. I know, exactly. And even fiction have that kind of impact effect on you as well. Yeah. They really do. So thanks for coming on and being my friend. There's a little informal chat. I love these kind of interviews. They're just so easy and flowy and make you feel good. And I like that we channeled that you're going to write a fiction book because yeah. now we have it recorded. So well, Chris, Chris has got so many books within him. I think feel like we're just going to like be sat. We, we want that writing space. It's so funny if you watch. Mm. You obviously watch Notebook. Mine and Chris's favorite romance is Notebook, and where she says, "And I want a room overlooking the lake with a so I, where I can paint." I always say, mm. "I want a room overlooking the water so I can read or like write." <laughs> i love that yeah we want like a a his and hers section of like you know Mm. your books my books your seat my seat your desk my desk and i can imagine just chris and i just going like yeah chapter you write you writing now he's like oh so i just think that's such a cool relationship i love that i love that as a vision to hold for you yeah, I'm actually reading Chris's now because it's uh, he he sent me the draft last year to read and I just didn't read it. I just didn't like it. Mm. I couldn't get into it. I just couldn't get into it. It wasn't like anything wrong with it. And I said, your books really inspired me to read his book now because I feel like it helped me to visualize if that made sense. Yeah, I've, I found it hard to visualize things and I've gave him some tips as well for you know his draft and things. So I think now I'm like, I'm reading his. I'm like, oh God, I can really visualize it more now. Good, yours really good, sparked good. a fiction in me which is you know I'm really grateful for and that I'm happy about so 
yeah, I'm going to read Chris's, his draft, because he wants to get that published. So, and then I start mine. <laughs> That's so I'm, I'm so proud of you. And I'm thank, thank you for, for writing that book. It really did inspire me, moved Good. me. Oh, you know, and therefore the, the book has done its job. Mm. So thank you for having me on. I always love these chats too. They're always okay. great and anyone who wants to reach out to Gwyneth Leslie I'll put all of her links and you can chat to her she's uh, super approachable and any questions about the book all the links will be in the show notes and yeah enjoy the book and let me let us know how you what you thought definitely tell me what you thought because yeah I kind of feel like I'm so I'm so in it now I feel like I need to see all your reviews to see what everyone else thinks oh my gosh yes yes please come leave reviews uh, and always you can drop into my dms on instagram it's outspoken.inc and follow along because book two will be coming out shortly i'm so excited i'd say shortly it's like three or four months away but that's not that far <laughs> yeah <it's not. laughs> thanks ali and chat to you soon thanks Papa. much love bye Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.